finally, The Rock has come back to not this program. We're talking about Dwayne Johnson and what his path means for us as creatives on New Amsterdam Radio. Let's go. Hey, everybody. I am broadcasting this episode live from my apartment in good old Los Angeles, sunny California. How's everyone doing? It's Flobo Voice, New Amsterdam Radio. The show has for you, the creatives, as you build your own projects. Um, I'm surrounded by leaf blowers this week. It seems there's like different leaf blowers competing around uh, the house. I don't have a studio. I always do this running gun. Just want to let you guys know that in advance, just in case it sounds like there's a chainsaw massacre happening behind me, right? They're leaf blowers. They're not nearly as deadly. <laughs> New Amsterdam Radio. This one's being recorded the first week of October 2019. And I know we talked about professional wrestling before, but personally, I am a huge, huge wrestling fan. Always have been uh, since day one, maybe day half, come out the womb with a three count. Uh, it's just, to me, it's one of the most exciting weeks all over because in my lifetime, wrestling went from being right before I was born to being this giant uh, sensation. Uh, there was a bit of down period, the new generation era. Then late 90s, it came back and everyone was talking about that in form of quote unquote trash TV, the Jerry Springer uh, type television show in the Attitude Era. Uh, in the uh, NWO era and WCW, then it, it kind of faded away out of pop culture. It was still there. I mean, there were still events that were getting bigger and bigger. It was still a niche, but it just seems over the past three, four, maybe even five years, if you count the advent of, of NXT, how it's pretty much uh, got back into the zeitgeist. WWE SmackDown, which is one of the bigger shows uh, on that World Wrestling Entertainment Company, has a show on Fox, which is broadcast television. Full circle for that program, because it started on broadcast TV on a netlet called UPN back in the day. But Fox is one of the big four. Especially now, post-Fox Disney merger, where this new version of Fox is searching for content. Uh, it just seemed like a, it's like a glove. So there's, there's wrestling promotions being launched every week. Uh, with AEW and other things, the, the, the two main shows on WWE, Raw and SmackDown are even bigger. Um, I could wear a wrestling shirt down the block and people know what I'm talking about. Or at least when I say it's pro wrestling, they can say, oh, okay, that. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, what? Uh, maybe this, this falls into the greater appreciation for nerd culture and niches. But hey, I, for one, am totally excited. I'm for one looking forward to it and see where it goes. And this episode, you know, is really talking about one uh, wrestler in particular, and that is Dwayne Rock Johnson, one of my favorites of all time, The Rock. Uh, growing up as a kid, there weren't many individuals, my skin tone, that were the hero. Even when he was a villain, uh, had a confidence about him, an air about him. Uh, swag on full, as the kids say nowadays. And it was just interesting, and, and I'm lucky enough to be able to see him work in his prime. And, you know, Hollywood came calling. And now it's television shows like Ballers and movies like Jumanji and tequila brands and partnerships with Under Armour. Dwayne Johnson really was like the last one. You could even say Cena, but John Cena. But Dwayne is really the last one that really transcended many different types of media at what at a level where he is seen um, pretty much equally across the board. It isn't like um, 
he's an actor and he does music on the side but the music is not nearly as as important or as popular as his acting like his movies are pretty much a number one you can come back to wwe anytime and get a hero's welcome uh his collaboration with under armor we mentioned it before is actually one of his best selling now imagine that under armor is a sporting goods apparel company uh the traditional line there's assigned athletes like Steph Curry, for example, who plays basketball for the Golden State Warriors. But the most profitable collaboration is not with an athlete in that sense. It's with an actor, a wrestler uh, who's fairly inactive or semi-active wrestler who works out a lot. Like if any by any metric, it should not be top five or top 10 as profitable. But the rock line of Under Armour products is actually the most selling, the best selling for that brand. And as an actor, you could talk about his range. I do think he has surprisingly big range for, for his the roles he selected. But there was a time when he was called Franchise Viagra. You know, he came back to the G.I. Joe series and squeezed another movie out of a franchise I thought was dead after number one. Even though I loved the first G.I. Joe, I thought it was pretty much dead. Uh, Fast Five on the Fast and Furious franchise is still objectively the best movie in the franchise, and that was was the first movie that introduced Dwayne Johnson's character as The Rock. I mean, this guy is, is done make a wish things. He's gifted his parents cars. He he donates to people's charities. Uh, he fills in uh, for other people when they're down. Uh, just as recently over the summer, uh, the Kelly Clarkson show had Kevin Hart scheduled to be one of the guests. And he couldn't make it because he was in a terrible, terrible car accident. Uh, get well soon, Kevin. And who stepped up? Dwayne Johnson just rolled through there. In a lot of ways, he's very, very new school in that he's media savvy. But very, very old school in that he hits all quadrants. Young and old men and women tend to like him. Whether you like his muscles, you like his style, attitude, he's not afraid to swear. Uh, he's not afraid to, to clap back at someone. Uh, but definitely looks good in the suit. And and all these things are things you can't really teach. You have to do it and do it well without coming off as a jerk or coming off as a doormat or, or coming off as a meathead wrestler who's trying to get in the movies or coming into that Hollywood actor who doesn't love wrestling anymore. And he's dealt with all that on small scales. But when it comes down to it, that is a walking token of success. Even despite his issues with uh, being poor or being broke or or being uh, dealing with mental health issues like depression and things like that. Uh, you look at it, number one with a bullet, The Rock has a media empire onto himself. So I mentioned before that WWE SmackDown is moving to Fox, it's on broadcast television, and The Rock is appearing on that show, the first one. And I was sitting at home Monday night, it's Wednesday, October 2nd of this recording. Uh, and I saw the promo they had, the, the advertising saying he's going to get back. And he, he showed, a flash a bunch of clips of what he did before in wrestling and how he was considered the great one or the most electrified man in sports entertainment or the Brahma Bull or the people's champion. It's a lot of things at once. And I got the goosebumps. I was like, man, this guy has done so much in this era. And he's coming back. This Friday, we don't know if it's in a wrestling capacity, probably not. We definitely want to cut a promo or, or a speech on the microphone, but he's getting that hero's welcome. And it's definitely something that you think about it was a choice. It could be very, very easily for Dwayne to say, look, I've done that a bunch of times. I, I even came back into what the curtain calls and encores and past matches, even when I was semi-retired. I'm good. I don't have to do that. Scheduling conflict said I don't have to do that. But he didn't. Came back to his roots 
because there is a core fan base that remembers him from back then. And on top of that, you can say, look, man, uh, I'm a wrestler through and through. Wrestling is in my blood. I can send this via satellite or give a half measure. Yeah, I'll, I'll post on my Twitter and say, you guys are great. Um, he didn't do that. He's going to be live in the flesh. Now, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't a charity thing. I'm sure he's getting paid a decent appearance fee. But there's something to be said about not quite uh, walking away from your core audience. Now, you don't want to be typecast. I bet if The Rock stayed in wrestling, he wouldn't be nearly as successful uh, as far as a multifaceted, multi-segment star that he is by staying with one art form or one expression. But the fact that he's able to dabble back and the core audience accepts him as he is uh, says a lot about his talent, his work ethic, his ability to elevate. Now, we are all creative professionals. What does that mean for us? Well, the idea is pretty simple. We always are telling ourselves the the most successful people out there don't just do everything. They go out there, they pick a box for themselves, and then they expand. If you're an illustrator, you can draw the best of them, but then you go into comic books, or then you try animation. Uh, But you can always say your first love is illustration. People can put you in the box to categorize you. Then it's your job as a creative person to break that box. Uh, With professional wrestling, it's a little different because it is a mix of acting and athletics and gymnastics and, and all of those things uh, rolled into one, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, if you're able to, to operate at a high level and in your core products, professional wrestling, and you want to expand the acting part into actual theoretical roles, or if you want to expand the, the improv aspect, the comedic roles, or if you want to uh, advertise for a line of athletic gear because you are a traditional and athletic build, you're happen to be six foot five, 240, <laughs> you know, uh, you can do all that. And, and there might be an issue, a very valid one about spreading yourself too thin, but able to be able to go back and go back. This is where it all came from. This is the roots. Kind of can re-energize why people are buying into you. You're not just a person shilling for everything. You are the former athlete, uh, the former wrestler who can really show both sides of where you came from and where you are and where you're going. Uh, giving people who are maybe new to your brand uh, little aspects to get onto and on ramp to what your brand is about. Now, you don't want to travel backwards for the sake of traveling backwards, right? If, let's using myself as an example, I try to keep myself as limited an example as possible in these shows, but I feel as the shows get more and more robust, I, I feel like I would be coming off from talking from the pulpit if I didn't mention myself. So I came to Los Angeles to be a video editor, and that's something I've done. I'm trained in that specifically. I stepped away for a couple of years. Um, I get kind of gun shy when someone asks for uh, editing work nowadays because when I started working on editing, editing and visual effects were two separate disciplines, but now they're kind of converging, right? So when someone goes, I want an editor, they're thinking of like, I want this with graphics and and 3D imaging and and flying text and all that. And I always say, "I, I don't know, I can't. And over time, because I've said that so many times, the whole industry has gone beyond me, but I can still cut if need be. And it's a skill that you, you don't really unlearn. It's just that you know that your style is kind of out of practice. If I was ever asked, if someone goes, despite the things you feel you don't know or the things that have changed since you were gone, we liked your approach, your technique, your love of the art form, 
can you come back and either cut this for us or have a class where you teach people your technique? Would you do it? Well, the answer is yes. You have knowledge, you have skill, and you have to share skill with people around you to, one, if you want to be selfish about it, stab yourself as an expert, or two, to build a platform for the next generation that can carry on in your name and legacy. Uh, and so that's why I would come back for. And I granted, I wouldn't have the reception The Rock would have when I go into a classroom or I cut someone's video. But it does feel good to go back and say, hey, look, I still got this on a narcissistic level. Or to go back and say, here's what I've learned with my life experience coupled with the actual experience in this discipline. Let's see if it's improved any. And you guys can take and learn from that as well. That's how ideas and creative ideas are spread, and, and that's how your brand can build, even when you're not actively trying to grow, build your brand specifically. For you, it might be, be an afternoon at a seminar and on to the next one, but for someone, it could be the day they're inspired to do something that changed their lives, or they downloaded their own editing program, or what have you. So think about that. Think about ways have you expanded from where you started, and how you can go back, and how you can uh, and influence a whole other generation of people, or just show people how far you've come by going back and saying, hey, look, this is what I've started out, this is what I can teach you, this is what um, I I can show you my, my technique on display, but I gotta fight the catch. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Follow this episode and other episodes on your favorite podcast streaming device. I'm Team Spotify myself, but we're on iTunes, Google Play, all of that. Uh, learn more about me and the show over at flobito.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. Once again, my name is Flobo Boys. You're listening to New Amsterdam Radio. And until next time, the city is yours.